All right, we're going over Power Training 101 today. Um, thank you for watching or, or listening. Um, Peter, what is uh, an experience in your training history that, uh, you know, related to power that, that speaks to you? Power. Power is something that I've always loved. When I watch athletes, that's the thing that I'm most drawn to is how effortless and smooth people make things look. And uh, one of the ultimate kind of tests is just vertical jump, simple, easy. And something that as you age, as we all talk about it more today, is your power starts to drop and sometimes drops pretty dramatically. And I was at a conference when I first got in this industry and a guy had talked about jumping his age and he was, I don't know, 34, 35. And I said, I like that. That's something I want to do. So starting around 28, 29, that's something I started to do is just every year on my birthday or right around my birthday, I jump my age. And um, the first few years were nice and easy for me. It was something I was pretty good at. And as I got into my low thirties, it was like, okay, I got to be a little more intense about this. And then 35, I wrote like a 12 week program that was kind of geared to have me peak at this certain time and got myself caffeinated up and just <laughs> crazy music on. And I hit it. I was super pumped. And then, um, 36, it was even a longer training plan, but I, I nailed that. I think it was 36 on the button. And then, uh, I think I, I did try 37 and I jumped like 33 and a half, 34, something like that. The hard part is I had a, a big doubt in my brain. So I pretty much knew I wasn't going to hit it before, but it was, it was a cool thing to do and, and to see how long you could last. And, um, but it was just, it was a fun experience. Yeah. What about you? Jumping 36 inches at 36 is pretty dang good. Um, for me, um, what I first think of when I think of power training is how I didn't do this for a long time when I was growing up. I didn't know anything about this when I was in high school. And um, when I was playing you know, a variety of sports, but football was my main sport. Um, I was got really into strength training. I gained like 60 pounds during high school. I had some really impressive strength, uh, training numbers in the gym. Um, but it, and it obviously helped a lot with my performance, uh, on the field, but not as much as I thought it would. And in hindsight, what I was missing was this, I, I never trained explosively. So even though I was strong as a bull, I lost a good amount of speed during that time. And I wasn't as explosive as I could have been. Um, so knowing what I know now, I wish I could you know, go back in time or at the very least do what I do now and help other young athletes know about this and, um, you know, be more explosive. Cause as we'll talk about, it's really important for sports performance too. So what position were you playing? Uh, I, initially I was receiver, uh, tight end, uh, like ninth outside grade, linebacker. Initially? yeah, 10th grade. Okay. Uh, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to get strong. I'm going to get strong. And that year I gained like 35 pounds in the off season. Okay came back and I was not fast enough to play those positions anymore. Um, so with my newfound strength, I was moved to the line um, where I can't, then again, I was kind of not that strong for the position, um, but my speed kind of needed me to be there. So the next year I just doubled down, did it again, gained like another 25 pounds, got even stronger. Did you get even pretty, slower too? Uh, probably a little bit, but at that point I was still fast for a lineman and I then was strong for a lineman also. So I had a pretty good senior year, Okay, but if I was the size I was, the strength I was and faster, could have been even could have been even better so um yeah so um yeah i'm i'm not naturally super explosive i can still vertical jump my age but i'm only 27 and the clock's ticking so <laughs> I, I might have one right now i think i'd have one more year there but uh, we'll see if we could sneak one more out of you yeah 36 <laughs> would be pretty uh pretty dang out of the question for me so um but yeah thanks for uh for tuning in listen to our, our power backgrounds let's get into it a little bit more here so what is uh power training is going to be our first topic on the agenda today um, why is training power important um, and how to incorporate power into your routine. So that's what we're going to cover today. Right? So let's start with what is power? Okay? Power is force times velocity. Yeah, the kind of the product of those two traits combined. Um, if strength is just the ability to produce force, you know, again, we went over strength in one of our uh, earlier talks, 
Power is the ability to produce that force quickly. So kind of the classic uh, definition of strength, you know, picture someone doing their, their heaviest possible squat or their heaviest possible deadlift. That bar's moving slowly, but they're producing a lot of force, but that, but, but, but slowly, you know, that, that bar bite is not moving very fast. Power would look like, you know, taking a lighter weight and moving it explosively or LeBron going up and, you know, uh, throwing down a big dunk or, you know, a powerful tennis serve or a sprinter exploding off the blocks, you know, producing force and doing it now. I was going to say, just our stories made at the beginning. It's a perfect example. Kyle was all about the force spectrum mm -hmm. with all of his lifting and gaining weight and not really doing anything fast. For me, I didn't strength train at all. When I graduated high school, I was 130 pounds soaking wet. Um, but yeah, I was pretty quick and vertical jump was fun and easy for me, but I didn't hardly have any weight to move. So I could move really quickly. If we could combine the two we did, we'd have been a, a much more powerful person. Yep. 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 <laughs> um, so... Um, if you're just listening, you're not going to see this, but what we just pulled up on the screen is a, the force velocity curve. Okay. Um, so on the Y axis, we have force on the X axis, we have velocity. And then there's a curve, um, that gets kind of, uh, you know, higher towards, towards the Y axis, which would kind of indicate your, your more maximal strength work, but the velocity when you're doing that work is pretty low. Contrary on the other side of the curve, we have kind of your more maximal velocity stuff, but the force is pretty low when you're moving at your maximal velocities. And then somewhere in the middle is kind of where you get more your your peak power, where there's you know both force and velocity. The goal of your training would be to you know kind of improve both peak force, improve both peak velocity, and improve you know the the, the combination of the two, improve your power. Um, so you can kind of train at different points on this curve. These variables are kind of inversely related, um, but your whole goal is to kind of shift this curve up and to the right, uh, essentially produce more force, produce more velocity, um, and then be able to you know at X percentage of your peak force be able to produce that force faster. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so again, going back to high school, Kyle here, yeah. you know, like what did he do? He did a whole lot of stuff on the left end of that. Mm -hmm. So he should have had a higher and higher percentage more on that right side. And, and myself, you know, doing more of the flip. Hey, what am, what am I naturally, what am I good at? My, my curve is a little disproportioned, you know, varies to the one that like I said that we're Kyle described on the screen. So you can kind of take who you are, what your natural gifts and abilities are, how you normally train. I mean, what do I want to do if I'm really looking at maximizing power and this, this curve here can kind of help give you just some simple clues of where you probably start. So why is training power important? Okay. Um, a few different reasons, and it's not just for you know, your, your younger athletic days, uh, but that's, you know, even though that's what we're referencing a lot right now. But we'll start there. Why is training power important? Performance. Um, in most kind of field court sports, after scaling the sport itself, you know, after you, you know, become a good three-point shooter or can you know, catch, catch passes really well or be really accurate with your tennis serve, uh, after that skill, power is usually the next most important trait. I know, would you rather be the, the strongest basketball player on the court or the one who can jump the highest? Would you rather be the, you know, the, the most well-conditioned wide receiver or the one with the best top speed, right? Um, so usually those are kind of game breakers, the athletes who are creating problems for the opposing teams. It's because they are powerful. They're, they're explosive and they, they can, you know, produce force quickly, right? And then even for these sports that are, you know, less, you know, peak performance-y and more just kind of recreational in nature, even for, you know, something like golf, you know, your club head speed is a very important variable after your you know, probably next most important after your accuracy with hitting the sweet spot on the driver is just, hey, how explosive was that swing, right? Uh, number two, uh, injury prevention. Yeah, so we know that injury occurs when demands on the system exceed the capacity of that system, right? Um, so for power training, you know, what happens if you haven't moved fast in a decade, but then suddenly need to, right? Um, that that uh, signal that you're sending to your body to move fast, that might exceed your capacity. You know, you're, you might pull a hammy if you're trying to, you know, beat your, your son in a race and you haven't ran in, 
in 10 years. You might, you know, tear an Achilles if you just hop on the pickleball court, and make, make a quick cut and your body has been asked to do that in a long time. Um, so people don't typically think of power training as, as injury preventative work, but if you're going to, you know, dabble in moving quickly here and there, as we all are at some point in our life, um, you, it's helpful if you have been exposing your body to that um, in a nice controlled setting uh, as well. Um, and even if you're thinking, I don't really care about my performance, whatever, I'll roll the dice with injury prevention. One reason you should all care about it for sure is your longevity. Yeah. Um, power is the skill we lose the fastest with age. Yeah. Estimates, depending on the studies, range from 70% faster than strength to 300% faster than strength. Um, but there is a consistent uh, agreement that this is the skill we lose the fastest with age. And you could think like one of my favorites is 100 meter sprinting. You know, that's yeah. everybody at summer games. Everyone wants to know who's the fastest man and woman on the earth. Um, so it's fun and exciting. But like, what's the average age of these guys? Do you see anybody in their 30s ever winning? Uh, I don't think so. I think the oldest was maybe mid upper 20s. But most people can they hit their peak kind of like Mr. Kyle here, you know, and this this mid 20 ish. That's kind of when your body's primed, depending on, again, what level you're at. And then that, you know, pretty much from 30 on, just kind of like with strengths and those numbers, because of the correlation that you have, we'll start to see it drop, drop. And then um, it can go really fast, especially if it's something you don't touch or haven't trained in so long. It can be even a faster decline. Hence why these numbers are so vast. Yeah. And why we're calling a lot of athletes in their you know, mid-30s in a lot of the major sports. Oh, they're old. They're over the hill. It's, it's because they're losing this, you know. Yeah. Uh, now that you can't improve this at later years or you haven't maximized it, but for those who have, you know, kind of you know, fulfilled their potential, they're going to start to slow down um, as, as they age, right? Um, so that decline, though, is better slowed down by including power training as opposed to only doing strength training, which is why we should all be including this in our program, even if you're done trying to win the gold medal in the high jump. Right. Um, and greater power is highly correlated with being uh, a decreased fall risk and living independently for longer, which makes a lot of sense, right? If you trip on a curb, hey, can I quickly get my foot out there and absorb force to prevent myself from eating it on the sidewalk, right? Um, this doesn't just take strength to do that, but it takes the ability to use that strength now um, to you know, prevent falls and just you know, do the other kind of day-to-day -day tasks that will keep you independent and you know, uh, enjoying your life for longer. I feel like there's... Every few months, we, we have a decent population that's kind of over the age of 65 here. And how many people get taken out by their dogs is just insane. With mm -hmm. on their leash, also in a dog, squirrel, you know, takes off. And again, that you can think of power right there. I mean, talk about power that squirrels are so twitchy, but dogs, boom, take off. And do they have time to react and adjust because that, that leash is getting pulled around on um, their leg or they're hitting that uh, the lip in the curb that just they didn't expect it because they're moving faster. Like, it's amazing how often um, people need it um, and they don't realize it until they've taken it for granted. Um, so it's something, again, can't overemphasize, even for those of you guys that are younger, or even your parents or people, you know, that are, hey, I want to be able to live independently for a long time. It's just so, so important. Yeah, my, my go-to line with clients are if they were giving me any resistance about, you know, why, why do I have to do these jumps? Why am I doing this? Like, you're going to be thankful that you have this when you need it. And almost inevitably, if there's someone you've been training for a couple of years, there's a time where they're like, hey, thank you. Like, yes, I, I, yes. I found myself needing what we've been doing, right? Um, so you're, you're bought in now. You, you decided this is worth doing. How do you do it? How do you train for power? Well, I'll start with kind of what are some things you might do? Um, jumps are, are a good simple one, you know, from different stances, you know, double leg or a split stance or a single leg different directions, you know, so Peter talked about his vertical jump, you know, a broad jump, jumping forward, jumping laterally, moving in different directions, you know, um, you can get very creative with it, but jumps are a good, a good simple way to train for power. Um, throws, um, so med ball slams or rotational throws, you know, the ability to move a projectile quickly is a good full body power skill. Um, sprints or agility work. Um, so, you know, max effort sprinting is an incredibly powerful stimulus 
um, uh, for, for your body to, to get more powerful, get faster. Um, you know, the one that can be used with caution, we'll talk about, you know, kind of picking power uh, patterns for you later. Um, agility work, change of direction work, deceleration, um, you know, all these things kind of lump under that power bucket. Uh, and then loaded power work. So again, power is force times velocity. So some things that, you know, kind of uh, increase the amount of force being moved quickly, like a, the Olympic lifts where people are, you know, explosively picking a barbell up off the floor and catching it on their shoulders or catching it up overhead or, you know, kettlebell swings or other kettlebell patterns where I'm moving a weight, but moving it with some speed. And there's, there's a, a velocity component to those patterns. That's kind of another category of power work there. Yeah. Um, how should you choose patterns, right? So choose patterns that are within your capacity and appropriate for your goals. So kind of what do we mean by that? Um, within your capacity means, okay, if I you know, have access to a certain position, you know, say my, my overhead position, okay, great. You know, first of my strong there, okay. And then maybe then I consider trying to move explosively there. If I don't have this shoulder range at all, well, I probably shouldn't try to move fast there. I'm not going to pick a pattern that makes me throw something explosively overhead if I don't have that kind of range of motion or control there. Right. Um, so you can kind of extrapolate that rationale to whatever pattern it is you are, you're going to be working on. So for, for our kind of, you know, younger competitive athletes, that might be everything from that last slide. They might be, you know, doing you know, all these different kinds of jumps. They might be doing some throws, some sprints, some change of direction work, some loaded power. Um, and they're probably going to be tracking those things with great detail because they're, you know, they want to be, you know, competitively elite at these things. They're going to be timing their sprints, measuring their jumps, et cetera. For our general population, you might just stick with pretty simple, jumps or kind of med ball variations, things that don't require as much skill or as much mobility or don't put as high of a demand on your body, but still kind of check that box of getting you moving fast with some intent, um, but in a way that's within your capacity. Yeah. Um, other things to consider. By definition, this should be non-fatiguing work. Right? If you are trying to improve the ability at which you can produce force quickly, that's going to decrease as fatigue enters the equation. So if I'm going to do, you know, jumps. Okay. Peter, go do a hundred jumps. Let's see how explosive Peter's is by jump 80, right? It's not going to be very explosive. At that point, he's kind of just doing conditioning work, right? Um, so if we're trying to train power, the reps and sets should be on kind of on the lower end um, and help. it helps to perform this early in your session, right? And three to five sets times three to five reps is kind of a classic, you know, starting point with adequate recovery, um, you know, for your, for, again, for your jumps, your med ball slams, your Olympic lifts, and that can vary a little bit, you know, on certain more complex things, hey, my third rep might be terrible. <laughs> Maybe I should keep it to one or two. Um, but uh, the main thing that matters is, hey, this should be non-fatiguing. You're working on producing force. Yeah, and something with power, too, is if you start to notice decline, you start, again, kind of the fatigue. You notice that you're just not moving as crispy, uh, crisply. Or if you're, you know, if you're measuring these things, as soon as you notice there's a decrement performance, shut it down. Mm -hmm. um, there's no point. There's no value in doing anything more. You know, again, this is when your body is primed, it's fresh, it's ready to go, and it's a good kind of precursor for everything else. But just keep the fatigue out if that's your goal. It's just power. Yeah, okay, the, the classic thing I think of is like the high school, you know, mean football coach making his players run sprints, and they they, they sprint for fifteen seconds, they rest for fifteen seconds, and then they're doing it again. That's conditioning, right? And that's there's nothing wrong with doing conditioning. We, we talked about that last last month, uh, but it's not really training power if you're not allowing for for proper recovery. Right? So if that's your goal. You know, make sure it's not fatiguing. Um, and then, you know, lastly, intent matters, right? To move fast, you have to try to move fast. Um, and that, you know, might, you know, seem obvious, but that's usually my main cue on, on, a, on a power pattern for a client. Once they're, you know, have the general gist of it is just go, you know, more, oof, you know, throw harder, you know, be more explosive, get higher, just really simple cueing to get them to just drive intent. If I'm trying to move faster than I ever have before, well, 
I can't do that with, you know, 60% effort. I got to go for it. I got to go for it now, right? The only caveat I'll put on that is if you haven't done this in a long time, hey, your first time training power, that intent might just be, I'm going to have the intent of moving a little faster than I normally move, but I might not be trying to go max yet for the same reasons we talked about during the injury prevention slide, right? Don't, don't just go sprint if you haven't done anything other than walking in the last little bit, right? You might start with a light jog, you know, slowly exposing your body to that, to that stimulus and, you know, gradually ramping up over time. Um, but once you have been accustomed to the work, you got to have kind of some good max intent behind it. Sometimes like even some skills that again, you did a ton in your kid that you might've taken for granted now, it's like jump rope or getting into some low level skips like that might be because you're you're getting on and off the ground a whole lot quicker than what you're used to like if you were um a lot of people when they're um you know more your dense distance people and they're like oh, I, I need to do speed work i keep reading about this and then their first session like Kyle says they they go out with a bang and their body's like whoa 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 what is this you haven't moved this fast in 20 years so yeah. what does that look like and and like you're saying too the volume really really low if i haven't done anything kind of fast i might do two shut it down you know, it's always better to under and give yourself time, you know, un unless you have a, a six week time window, which we should have started talking about this long time ago, mm -hmm. but, you know, just be smart because the last thing we want is a setback. Yeah. Cool. So what does this look like kind of put into a workout routine? You know, so here's a sample program for a, you know, for a more competitive athlete, you know, um, you know they're going to warm up that warm up, you know, might end with kind of some preparatory work where they're doing some hops, some skips, some, some sprint drills, things that are getting their body ready to move faster. Um, and then, hey, maybe at the end of that warm-up, they're doing some sprints. Maybe they're doing, you know, a few different run, runs of, you know, a 30-yard sprint, whatever, whatever the case may be. Um, after that, they might continue to work on power. They might get into some um, some broad jumps. They might get into some slams, um, you know, working on the, the jump and the, the throws um, that we described earlier. After that, they might get into some loaded power. They might, you know, kind of step into the gym and start doing some Olympic lifts, you know, moving, moving some bigger weight, but still moving it explosively. And then they might get into their strength work of squats and pull-ups and pressing and hinges and whatever that, whatever it is they might be doing that day. But that's a general way we'll kind of structure that day. You know, what good thorough warm-up, then get into power, then shift towards strength. And then, then if we were going to do some conditioning that day as well, then that would be at the end. So kind of those are like kind of the four major buckets we would be filling in a session if we're, if we're training all those in the same session. You know, warm-up, power, strength, conditioning, and doing it in that way so that they are fresher when they're doing the power work. Um, for kind of more of our general population, um, that might, you know, the warm-up might be pretty similar, you know, kind of working on any, you know, needed deficiencies or you know, stiff areas, but then, you know, maybe at the end of the warm-up starting to get into some kind of preparatory work, you know, at the end of our group class warm-ups, we're doing a lot of just low intensity bouncing or, or skips or low intensity jumps. And then once they're nice and warm, hey, maybe they're going to do a few rounds of five vertical jumps and a few rounds of five med ball slams where they're throwing the ball down explosively at the floor. Maybe they'll, you know, mix that in with some core work or something like that, and then get on to their strength work. And it can be that simple. It doesn't need to, you know, be incredibly complex. It doesn't need to be a ton of time spent here. Um, like, like Peter said, kind of the volume can be pretty low. How much of this you're doing can be pretty low because it's the intent, the intensity that matters more. Yeah. And then, then again, as soon as you notice a, a decrement, done. Like if somebody was doing this, they haven't done this in a while, they might go a, a little bit, um, you know, maybe two rounds versus three, yeah. and they might only do two or three reps and it might be at 70% capacity. And the next week we may go to 80 and then 90. Mm -hmm. And then kind of once they're there, okay, now maybe we start to expand that a little bit, but depending on time, depending on where you're coming from, lots of variables, but this is just a really good kind of basic example of what you could do and do it in a timely, efficient manner that can have big dividends across the board. And a lot of that kind of low hanging fruit that you can easily touch and, and see the rewards for it. Yep. And again, if you're, so if your goal is just to, you know, kind of 
uh, preserve your longevity, you know, preserve how long you're able to, you know, pr produce force, you know, something as simple as this can, can work very well for you. If you've been doing our online programming, this probably looks pretty familiar to you. If you're coming into our gym, you know, this is kind of is exactly what a lot of our, the framework for a lot of our classes and sessions look like. Um, so just a little bit goes a long way, right? Um, so kind of in, in summary, we're going to kind of wrap, wrap it up with just a little, little, little uh, overview of everything again. Move fast, train power, do it. If that's your only takeaway, great. <laughs> um, it's going to improve your performance, uh, both in sports and in life. It's going to uh, help prevent injuries. It's going to help you be thriving in your later decades. Yeah. Um, pick appropriate movement patterns for you. So that might be, yeah, if there are things that matter to your sports, can okay, you to train those things? It might just be, hey, I don't, I don't need to be crazy here. I just need to do something simple. Hey, maybe you just stick with basic jumps and slams, right? Um, perform when you are fresh. Keep it non-fatiguing. You know, the goal of this is not conditioning. That's a separate bucket you can fill, but make sure you fill this bucket on its own. Um, and intent matters. You know, uh, a little goes a long way for longevity. You know, usually when I'm introducing uh, power work to someone for the first time, um, I'll ask them, hey, when's the last time you did X? You know, when's the last time you jumped? And usually the answer is, I have no idea. I do not know. Right. So you don't need to go crazy here. Just don't have that be your answer. You know, just sprinkling in a little bit of power work into your sessions um, can just, you know, again, help you have this skill available when you need it. And you'll be thankful uh, that you've been putting in that time. Some people too, if they're, man, I, I'm dragging, I can barely get into the gym today. One of the best things I'll have some people do is like, instead of a shot of caffeine, um, is do just a couple, you know, after you warm up, your body's prime, just say, Hey, all I'm going to do is like two sets of a couple power movements. I still feel tired. I'm done. So often people do this. It just lights their body up and all of a sudden they, they feel good and they're getting a little kind of antsy again. And like, Oh, you know what? You know, Teddy's good day. And other times they're like, Nope, that was good for today. Yep. Uh, and move on. But it's just a, a nice little way to um, like I said, just kind of stimulate some of these things that we necessarily haven't, um, and just, just kind of get out of our, our comfort zone just a little bit. Yeah. And most, everyone enjoys doing this. Yeah, I have a lot of clients who are like, this, this makes me feel young again. This yes. makes me feel like a yeah. kid again. You know, as a kid, you know, we're always playing tag or hopscotch or jump rope or all these things where just, we're just having fun by moving fast. And then as an adult, you know, the, the general rhythm of your life doesn't naturally have you do this frequently unless you make a point of it right again so there's still be those moments that call upon it like we've been like we've been talking about but the frequency in your day-to-day -day life goes goes down tremendously so i say i have a a third grader and a first grader and you know up to this point everything they're doing is like oh yeah i don't need to do much for this but as they're getting older and you know dad's like hey i gotta i gotta still be able to beat them kind of like i was talking about the earlier it's like these little things is like hey i gotta start practicing and pretty soon it's like shoot, I got to have myself ready because I don't know when that competition may just show up out of nowhere. Um, you know, I want to be in a position that I can I can throw down and not not be dumb and not get hurt because it's it's such just good quality time with the kids, you know, and take advantage of what you can. So for our younger parents, newer parents out there, just kind of keep that in the back of your brain. It's like, hey, you know, you can't just uh, can't just roll with it like you could when you were 20. Yeah. So wherever you're at in life, whether you're still doing this, you know, competitively, whether you're just trying to compete with your kids or whether you're trying to be able to catch yourself when you trip on the curb. This is something that matters for you. Um, thank you for your time and um, go move fast this week somehow. Get it done. Be powerful. Yeah. <laughs> See you guys.